0: You're letting him kill Martha. What
1: does that mean?
2: Why did you say that name? Find him, save Martha.
1: Why
0: did
2: you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Martha,
0: stop. Please, stop. Why did you say that name?
2: It's his mother's name. It's his mother's name.
1: everybody i'm joel murphy and i'm andy mcintyre and this is silver linings playback the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining
2: and um <laughs> i man listen to that isolated audio that i almost just died laughing right now um <laughs> yes yeah just it's wow yeah
1: I mean, I think we've joked about finding our silver lining. I think that is we found the silver lining from Jump Street. That scene is a silver yeah. lining to this movie, as
2: we will discuss. So apologies to our guest. That's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, Joe. Maybe next time you'll get to talk. But yeah, we did it. So I, I feel yeah. good about it. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very excited. Uh, we are joined today by Joe Dunn. Uh, who, if you have ever been to any website I have done and looked at artwork, he is definitely drawn it. Like he is, <laughs> uh, unequivocally my favorite, uh, web comic artist out there. And oh, I've known you for a long time at this point, as we were talking about before we started. Uh, and I was very excited cause, uh, in, in some ways we stole your gimmick because, uh, you used to do a comic called Joe loves crappy movies. So. We're infringing on your territory for sure.
0: No, it's good. Anything to bring positivity to crappy movies, I'm all for. Because people really just like to slam on movies and you guys are really taking the movies that people assume are bad and finding the bright spots in them. And I like that. And I got to say, the audio-only version of the Martha scene, <laughs> I was not expecting. And. Is visceral setting. <laughs> it's upsetting it's... And hilarious, <laughs> I, and it's. I like. I want it as my ringtone now. Like, I want it to just like come on, like the gurgling Superman, like trying to say Martha. It's just like, what's happening? Who? What, what are we doing? No, it makes me shouting. wish.
1: It makes me wish I had a friend named
2: Martha that I could just call and yeah. play that for, like, leave messages. <laughs> I'm just going to look through like people you may know on Facebook and start friending Martha's and sending that audio clip.
1: No, I, kept, was, I don't know you, but I feel like you need to hear this. <laughs> no, I kept thinking because both of them are so distinct that like when I was watching it this time, I kept thinking that I was like, I would love this as a bit like of just, I want Ben Affleck Batman to keep having scenarios like he's fighting Mr. Freeze. And one of Mr. Freeze's henchmen has like a very heavy coat and it's just like, don't damage my parka and he's just like parka why did you say that <laughs> i also have a parka yeah. <laughs> it's just things that he i was worried he was cold that
2: night my parents were killed yeah he's he's watching uh the national treasure movies it's like some guys like man i really love justin bartha why did you say that name <laughs> and then
1: and then in this version he had seen the hangover with his parents the night they were shot at <laughs> Oh, man. No, yeah, it's just, it's so distinct. And it's, I, we're, we, we should probably save this. Maybe we should put a pen in it because, uh, Joe, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I saw you tweeting about rewatching this and you admitted to having loved, the Martha like you enjoyed it when you saw it I, didn't, I don't know if I said loved but okay I, I, I mean
0: it's fair it's fair when it happened in the theater I was like oh that's a unique perspective on these two characters like everyone knows that it's Martha Wayne and Martha Kent but no one's like hey like when you're 13 years old hanging out with your comic book friends you're like hey they both got the same their mothers both had the same name isn't that cool no one says that so the fact that uh you know snyder put put it together and i thought it was a unique perspective and i was like oh that's pretty cool and as you're watching it you realize it as batman realized like batman realizes it and stops attacking and you're like what's he doing and then before lois comes in and says his mom <laughs> you're like you figure it out first so you piece it together and like you feel they make you feel smart for a second so i thought the connection was cool and then like I went online afterwards, <laughs> and no, it's
2: not cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in the other camp on that, because I can just see Zack Snyder, like, working on the script and doing his research and be like, they, their moms have the same name. Yeah. Why has no one's focused a whole movie on this issue? Why are people not telling the stories that need to be told? I hope that and, he, like, put his drink down
1: on a photo of Martha Wayne, and so then he had the, just the circle from the drink the just drink. around the word Martha, and he just stopped everything. We need a page one rewrite. know, I've, I've broken it's,
0: this thing I, wide open. It, it really is a page one rewrite because I, I was really analyzing the movie this time, so I'd be able to talk about it tonight. And it really it starts with Bruce Wayne's mom. Like yeah. it's really about moms. It's like, hey, mom, mom, mom. Well, like, but I,
1: I think that that's also so. I will say that I was honestly more. Free, I think I've come through because I watched the movie in the theater and I kind of roll my eyes at it in the theater. But now. I think I love it because it's so weird. (laughs) And also, like, I think what gets me because I see what you're saying, Joe, and I actually tend to agree with you that I I like that connection. But I I think what gets me every time is it's so weird that he's like, you have to save Martha. And it's like, who calls their mom by their first name? Yeah.
2: like He's very progressive. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like he said Martha Kent. Right.
1: Yeah. No, he just says, you have to save Martha. He's killing Martha. Like, and it's like, what? He <laughs> and respects I, him as a detective
0: and knows that he could drop the simplest clue and that he will be, <laughs> that he'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> no, and I,
1: I feel like, too, like, maybe if, if they'd actually, I don't know, drawn it out more, if he was like, you know, they're going to kill my mother. Because I, I think that that's the thing, too, is like the scene almost overthinks it in that, like, you know... He, they both like the thing is that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed in front of him, and that's the connection. And so, if he had said, Please stop, there, I have to fight you because they're gonna kill my mother, and then that was yeah. enough to stop him. And he was like, Wait, what? Like, who's your mom? Like, what is her name? And then he Wait, says, You want
0: Batman to scream, Who's your mom? more than, Why did you say that? Name? Yeah, as he's standing over him with a spear, like, Who's your mom? I'll be your dad now. Like, yeah, totally. It is crazy how he goes from. I'm going to murder this person, and I want to murder this person. I'm passionate. Like, I wrote a thesis about murdering this person. He's all in on murdering Superman. Yes. And he switches over to that just because of the name. And I was watching it with my kids, and I was trying to explain it to them. And I was like, <laughs> you know, Batman sees him as – like, he saw him as one thing, and then his eyes were opened. He, like – he sees him as a person now for kind of the first time. Um, and that's a kind of a big deal. But, yeah, it's it's not – it's it doesn't work as great as you want it to
1: yeah it just like i can see you know why it's a neat thing like i i'm with you in that like when you cut to that tombstone and it says martha wayne like it it's a it's a cool moment but i just like i don't think it quite like you said landed uh i i will say too since you brought this up uh that may be a good place. I, I don't know where to start. There's so much in this movie that I don't know how to talk about this movie. Uh, but since we're talking about, specifically about this part, and since it's called Batman versus Superman, uh, I, so I feel like Snyder does a really good job explaining exactly what you were just saying, which is why Batman thinks that we have to kill Superman. Like, I, I think that it lays out the case. I completely understand his point of view. I think it builds off of Man of Steel I think the one of the things, though, is the Superman's feelings towards Batman feel... Like, I felt this time, they feel really muddled. Like, it's very unclear what's going on with him. And I think part of that problem is, uh, Andy and I talked about Man of Steel last week, in that, like, one, there's not enough of a contrast between them. So, he snapped a dude's neck and, like, mm-hmm. led to the death of a lot of people. So, it's not even like there's a huge contrast in, you know, how sadistic Batman is. <laughs> like yeah they're both pretty dark, so it's just like, yeah, it, it ends up feeling like he's just like, Well, I can do this because I'm a all powerful alien, but just a normal
2: dude. you can't do this right there's it's I think this movie adds into all the misunderstanding of Superman from Man of Steel and throws a healthy dose of misunderstanding Batman. uh, (laughs) As a distraction. (laughs) Um, But I I think one of the really great lines in the movie is when Batman's like, if there's even a 1% chance that he could turn bad, then we have to take it as an absolute certainty that it's going to happen. Like that... Which, that's, that's the, that's the hook. That's, that's yeah. it right there. And that that's is, a and everyone has
0: that perspective too. Like, yeah. Helen Hunt's character has that perspective to a degree. Lex Luthor certainly has that perspective to a degree. And it's it's interesting how you have all these different characters who
1: hate each other with the same idea that like, we need to keep Superman in check. Well, I think there's a reality to that too of, yeah. and especially because of the way Man of Steel is presented as like, He because his dad gave him very like the opposite of Uncle Ben advice of like with great power comes the need to hide it from everyone forever and to live in the shadows Uh, because of that, like we never got to see him being Superman for very long. And then when everyone's sort of introduced to Superman, it's through this like giant battle with Zod that kills a lot of people. <laughs> so A lot of people. So it is and, sort of understandable that everyone's reaction would be like, I am terrified of this guy. How do I know that he's right? good? And that's how
0: audiences re- re- reacted too. like the whole thing after Man of Steel was like, this isn't our Superman because Superman wouldn't let this happen. Superman would be more concerned about people dying. Pa Kent certainly wouldn't say, maybe you should let a bus full of school kids drown. <laughs> um, but in this movie, I feel like it's Batman has accepted that there there are going to be casualties and that's just the way he does business. Yeah. And my problem is that Superman is struggling with that. He's struggling with who he the kind of hero he wants to be, the kind of person he wants to be. And my problem is I'm okay with him struggling with that. I realize that like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and Justice League are all part of this progression to get to the Superman that we know. Like Snyder's got this vision to go through all the before we get to the superman that everyone loves but while he's doing that my problem is that he's like he t- he ignores that and it's like yeah but what about this batman guy <laughs> he's yeah. a real problem <laughs> like well, he's arguing with perry white and perry white says what i'm feeling which is no one cares about clark kent versus the bat yeah like no like settle your own shit before you bother other people <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, and I – well, that's one of the the issues, too, that I, I – because I was thinking about this as well, that, like, just one of the things – there's so much that happens in these movies, but something that they never really do, that, like, they did a really good job in the Donner Superman movies are doing, of, like, the idea – Lois Lane is a reporter, Clark Kent is a reporter, they're writing about Superman, but we never really – like, outside of – there's a line where Bruce Wayne talks about how they write puff pieces about Superman, but we never see it. Like, you know, Margot Kidder was really – she gets an exclusive. Like she interviews Superman and we see that. Like, we never see anyone doing any journalism. She finds him, but like that article doesn't come out. Like, I think it's killed, right. like in the first movie. So we never really have a clear idea of how and I think this movie tries to do a lot of catching up of like, oh oh crap, like we better do like f- five scenes where he saves some people so that we yeah. have some footage of him saving people.
2: Well, yeah, that's I think the big thing this movie doesn't get about Superman and Batman, like the two fundamental things about Superman is that he saves the day and he gives everybody hope Mm -hmm. in this movie. He never saves the day and everybody hates him. (laughs) 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 And then the truth things about Batman are no guns, no murder. Mm -hmm, That's like, those are like two of his hard lines in this movie all the guns. I need to murder Superman. Like and I, I, I had that too. I feel
0: like this, is, like, this is Snyder's saying that this is Superman before the hope. And this is Batman after the no guns, no murder. <laughs> like Batman is broken and Superman is, yeah. isn't uh, Superman yet. Yeah. Um, and you know what it is? Joel, you, you pointed out it a, a little bit, but like some of the best moments in the film are like the two minute montage of Superman saving people at the day of the dead celebration. And like, uh, in, in the flood scene where they wrote, they drew his symbol on the roof, uh, and there's and it's just a family like waiting for him to come in. That's that's a great moment. And Superman leaves that Lex Luthor party to go save people. Mm-hmm. Like, he ma- he sees the people are in trouble, and he's like he makes the right choice. Like even though he's chasing down the bat, he does the right thing, and that's that's what we want. Yeah. And I but think he's <laughs> like, I got to get that Batman.
1: <laughs> when I, I think that's again, I, I don't want to keep talking about last week's movie, but I feel like that's the hole that, that Snyder dug for himself with the last one is, you know, we, we need this for this movie to work because otherwise everyone is right that Superman is a menace. But like, yeah, there should have been more of him being Superman in Man of Steel or just before this. And it could have been in this movie. But the problem is this movie, which is so we all watched the the ultimate edition, which is like three hours long. But like even in that, there's so much that happens that there there's barely time for the, the scenes. And I'm with you that like the day of the dead scene is great. Like it needed
2: more mm-hmm. of that, and there's just not time for it. Yeah. Well, and that's the, I think one of the reasons that like the Batman Superman fight works so well in the Dark Knight Returns comic book is that they're both have seen it all. Mm-hmm. You know, and this one it. it this puts a lot of trust in the audience to know about Batman and also no trust to know about Batman at the same time. It's sort of weird in that regard. Um, Is that like none of Batman's. And I think that's a great point about how like he's, you know, been pushed over the edge. He's he's now knows that he has to break his rule to function in the world. But like, we don't like we don't see that breaking point like it doesn't feel earned at all. It's like, oh, just Batman's real mad. And yeah. <laughs> like and just the whole DCEU, I feel like and it just keeps getting worse with each subsequent movie just like having these timelines that make no sense. So like Batman's been around batmanning for decades theoretically at this point. 20 years probably give or take.
1: He says 20 years. In the yeah. like he actually says that to Alfred like something about 20 plus years.
2: Uh so but they're acting like it's like uh, apparently that story never left the boundaries of Gotham City and Metropolis is just hearing about it. And then when you factor yeah, in like
0: that right. <laughs> you can
2: see from across the freaking pond. Um and then like when you add in like Wonder Woman 84 and just that global level catastrophe that happened in that movie that clearly proves that there are, um, you know, metaphysical, you know, beyond supernatural, whatever forces in this world. No one would be shocked by Superman at that point. That's true.
1: Well, in in fairness to Batman, you know, he was pretty young and dealing with like his parents dying because that tombstone said 1981 uh, for Martha. So, uh, you know, this was so he's was he's ten, right? Canonically when his parents die, I think. So he's like thirteen and and grieving, you know. He he might have missed that. I don't know. Or he wished for his parents to come back in nineteen eighty four. I don't know. And then yeah, and sure. then
2: they possessed the body of two other random servants at Wayne Manor and and then he had sex with them. And that was absolutely <laughs> it weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that maybe that's the movie that we missed out on. So I, I think... Batman eighty-four. <laughs>
0: I think Snyder fans would argue that the part where Batman really breaks and hits rock bottom is the, the metropolis thing. And and we get get that whole opening sequence with him watching it from his perspective. And it's brilliant. It's all awesome. Like it's, it's really, really cool. And it's mm -hmm. really well done. And you can see the pain on his face. The one thing I would say though, is if this is Batman 20 to 30 years into his career, he's talking on the phone with someone at Wayne enterprises who dies and he's broken it's like another father figure that dies i think they should have made that alfred and alfred dies and then batman is fucked like bruce (laughs) wayne just like then he's rock bottom like it doesn't get any lower than that yeah
2: the problem is earn it immediately
0: he needs to be able to talk to somebody like while he's doing his gadgets and everything but like so he needs alfred And, and alfred is great in this movie with his like there's never going to be any Wayne children jokes, <laughs> but uh, I would lo- I would love to see Batman really really hit rock bottom to sell his sort of like all or nothing. I'm like I'm all in on destroying a Superman sort of thing. I think that would really have sold the character.
2: Yeah, I think another option that would have kept Alfred around was had it been Dick Grayson.
0: Sure. Yeah. You
2: know, and then like now he he is a father. Now as a a child he lost a father. Now as a father he basically lost a son. Sees both sides of it, breaks him in yeah. half. Murder and guns baby uh
1: yeah and it's interesting because like the again to andy what you were talking about too of like the, the way that i think snyder does hope that people maybe know the comics and that that factors in is like he has that suit that implies that a robin has died right. in in this reality but again you you have to be uh pretty well versed in the comics like to to know that like versus i i don't know if that like casual fans know that what that meant when they saw that I think suit.
0: casual fans and their grandmothers will know Batman and they will know that ha 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 represents the Joker. Like I think most people know those two things at least, but well, I know because, what
1: or- because we live in a society. So yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> Save it for a, a month from now, man. Save it for two weeks from Sorry. now. That's a teaser. That's a That's spoilers, baby. <laughs>
1: uh no. But uh but yeah, okay. So we we've talked a lot about Batman versus Superman. Like I said, I just to like I feel like they they to what you were saying, Joe, I think they do a pretty good job. Understand we understand Batman's point of view. Superman is maybe a little muddled. Uh, but there's a lot else happening in this movie that we have not talked about at all.
2: Uh, so I don't let's Lex talk Luthor? about one Alexander Luther. Yeah, that's <laughs> where
1: I was thinking, too. Let's talk about Lex Luthor, uh, which how do you guys feel about this? casting? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. Here's my hot take. Uh, I think that. Everything that the way he's portrayed and everything is a very interesting and great villain, but a god awful Lex Luthor.
1: I actually think I realized what villain he's playing when I watched it this time. Jim Carrey's the Riddler.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the haircut. Thing, yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> the haircut, the overall attitude. It, it felt very like, that's a, That's what kind of hit me this time. Like he's, he's, he's not as outlandish as Jim Carrey in that movie, but like, that's the closest approximation to what he's going for that. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I was, no, I, I'm ahead, with it. Like, I feel like he's weird, and he's like um, socially awkward to a degree, but like unjustifiably confident. It's almost like if Zuckerberg was true. Like, it's almost like unhinged Zuckerberg. I do think that that's
2: way. what they were going for. for yeah, sure. they're definitely yeah. going for that, like you know, Wonderkin tech billionaire yeah. line. And I don't know. I think that. Jesse Eisenberg did a much better job playing a megalomaniacal billionaire as playing when he played Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think and, part of I
0: also it agree too that it's he it, it doesn't quite reach a sort of like the Lex Luthor that we're familiar with. But again, I feel like that's because Snyder is he's he's trying to build towards something. Like you never know. Like if this if it had this had been successful or, or if his Justice League had been finished the way he wanted it to, we could have had another a Justice League two out by now. Where. A bald Jesse Eisenberg
1: really nailed one or two scenes. <laughs> uh, I part of it though too is like I, I found myself really just unsure what he wants, like what yeah. Lex Luthor is doing because he's doing a lot. But I like obviously he doesn't like Superman, but in this version we're not even entirely sure why he doesn't like Superman and he's just, he's trying to get kryptonite, but he's also trying to get to the ship, but he's also trying like, if he's just like, why would he build a monster that he doesn't know if he can control
2: to kill Superman when he doesn't know how that's going to go, you know? Yeah. And regardless that this is obviously a very different take on Lex Luthor than, uh, the comics, like Lex Luthor always has an end game. Yeah. And I, maybe Jesse Eisenberg does, but, uh, it's not apparent. Like maybe his end game was just to see if uh Holly Hunter would drink a bunch of pee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say that this version definitely fleshes out that he's the master behind, behind everything. Like you, you by the end of the movie, you really see that he was moving everyone around. He was, but I guess crazy. to what end? I think yeah, that's the right. problem. That's what it comes to, but for yeah. no reason, except yeah. that, <laughs> it's, it's something like it would have been cool if in the beginning. Like Superman stopped like one of Lex Luthor's ships from coming into right. Earth like if it was costing lex luther money he's like i gotta get rid of this alien
2: or like, if like lex corp was one of the more damaged companies in the from man of steel like there's more damage to, like LexCorp's, LexCorp, LexCorp lex corp stuff something to give him motivation other than maybe jealousy right and now beyond this movie
0: you could argue that like his motivation would be just pure revenge because his life is ruined now too like he's in jail and like even after he breaks out he's he gets his legion of doom together to take him down because out of just revenge for being broken
1: i think even something as simple as because it's so much with like hearings and and you know the government bureaucracy of like maybe he just had a contract that you know got canceled because they you know superman like ruined his government contract or so like it would i think
0: be one minute to show
1: that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it just needed like one extra thing to be like, this is why he's mad. And because Batman, we understand, like Batman's been like poking
2: around at the docks and, (laughs) like you know, and and I would totally buy if like with the way that he was being played in that, that like if it was even a small slight that he just took it way overboard, like I would buy. But there's not even like that inciting event for him to, you know, want to get Superman. That's true. All right. Well, so we, we
1: still have a lot to talk about. Um, I just... Uh, Lois Lane is criminally underused and very, uh, r- you know, girl in refrigerator in this. You know, like, I it bummed me out because we talked about her a bit on the last show. And then, like, I think all of her scenes, she's in some kind of peril. You yeah. know, she doesn't really have a lot. Like, I felt Mana still did a better job of, like, she was at least capable... and and doing some good investigating and stuff this movie she's just she falls down in a puddle at one point like she's (laughs) she seems to have lost some coordination since the last movie like she's being thrown off a building she's almost being shot in the middle east
0: because this movie and man of steel definitely set her up as like a fearless person and a capable person um uh like she talks to you know, people in the middle. Like when she meets Chris Maloney and Steel, she
2: doesn't back down. Things like that. Like she's a fire. Oh, yeah. There's even that scene in the beginning of this when she uh, goes into the bathroom with Harry Lennox and yeah, yeah. You know, like he's like, you know, you have enough balls. This is the room you belong in, and. <laughs> You know, like that's, but but that's where she starts, and then she's bested by a spear and like some water at the end. Yeah, of the, rest movie. Of the movie doesn't deliver on that promise at all.
0: Yeah, if she'd been able to get that spear, that would have been something. Like if she emerged with it and hands it to Batman, that's right.
1: Which would have made more sense because they have Superman flying with it, and I'm like, he he's the one person who shouldn't have this. Like, well, out
0: of- Lois needed that moment, of yeah. course. But, it's, but but like it's he true. could have
1: handed it off to Wonder Woman. Like anyone except Superman should have been handling the Kryptonite spear. Like at the end. Hell, Green Lantern shows up. Why not? <laughs> I always. By the way, I don't know if you guys thought this. I really did have that because of the way this movie going. I saw it in the theater. I remember thinking because it was water that like Aquaman was just going to stick an arm out of the water with the spear there you go. and like. It <laughs> like I wouldn't have been surprised by that. I've.
0: <laughs> well, after Justice League, anything can happen. Really. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say
2: we're going to find out exactly what's going like, yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> I will say one thing this movie proved is that Marvel wasted way too much time developing all those characters <laughs> when all you needed was a bunch of YouTube videos and then you got the rest of the Justice League baby
1: <laughs> I mean that's how they did Hulk right I mean they did the movie but like just the like reset for the actual Avengers <laughs> is like I don't know he's Mark Ruffalo now it's fine
2: yeah, it's like, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just deal with it um and then I think all that needs to be said about this is Wonder Woman's in the movie. Wonder Woman who,
1: like, I... This version, it, it was really tough this time to try to reconcile this Wonder Woman with Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. I feel like just overall, like, it, it doesn't... I don't feel like it Like it makes a lot of sense. And, and you kind of pointed at some of that with, the, like, the problem with the Wonder Woman 84 thing. But just in general, uh, I, I don't really get what they're trying to do when with how she's introduced here.
2: And something else I think is super weird is like, it's sort of a a kind of a cool Easter eggy thing in the Marvel movies. When a character from another, you know, franchise shows up and they sort of hit that musical sting, but like they do that with wonder woman and the movie hasn't come out yet. So like, like, Oh, I guess that's wonder woman's theme. (laughs) Yeah. But when you go back and watch this, you're going to, Oh yeah. Now I remember that movie. I saw 12 months after this movie yeah but yeah wonder woman's like i don't know i did uh hold on. Wait,
1: uh to tease this overlining lining uh for later i loved that bruce wayne's email to wonder woman was the subject line was boy share too so that definitely <laughs> that's we got that payoff so yeah
2: um Sort of unrelated to all of the plot and thematic malignings of this movie, I just think it's it's just a really weird choice. The costume textures in all the d c movies like like batman's non iron Batman suit is like looks like denim for no reason, and it's just weird and Superman has like scales and i don't know it's just it's just really off-putting. and Flashed his weird like Power Ranger outfit, and just I feel like there's always too much going on with the costuming. I do like
1: Batman's just- costumes in this, though. Like that's you know, again, maybe when we pivot. Uh, but I, I in general liked his styling a lot. Like even I liked Desert Batman. I liked were definitely uh, hinting at the Dark Knight Returns <laughs> Batman. Like just right, all of his costumes. I don't know. They worked for me, and I I liked that there was more gray because that is something. Uh, that has never been done in the right.
2: movies. I think, like color, I don't know. Just the the basic Batman suit, just the texture, just was weird to me. It is the texturing funny. of the cloth, just was just was like that seems unnecessary.
0: But they gave us the Batman glowing eyes, which was so cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that the Iron like the Dark Knight Returns, like Batman fight Iron Batman outfit, like that was cool. I, I will, I will, I will fully be on board with that. All right, I just
1: I want to stick this in here. I don't know where this fits, but i I, I continue to love uh the Perry White in these movies uh but i it it, it compounded in this movie realizing like his employees do not respect him. Like at all because last movie was all about lois like leaking a story uh to you know like some hack like internet site and this one is just straight up clark kent refusing to write the articles that he's assigned and being like no i wrote a different article instead
0: that is (laughs) strange
1: yeah i
2: mean although it's a little weird that clark who is a news reporter is like hey you're doing sports this week, bucko. Like, that's not how newspapers <laughs> Dude, work. Dude,
1: Cupbacks, did you hear when Lois asked for that helicopter? They don't have helicopter money anymore. That's true. The Daily Planet. That's true. They are struggling. So Clark has to both cover sports and <laughs> uh, the, like, fancy party beat. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> um, Somewhat related to that. I don't know if this counts as a way to malign the movie or a silver lining. Um, but I think because it's unique to the... Uh, ultimate Edition. The fact that we were able to get some Jenna Malone, but not nearly enough Jenna Malone. I think I don't know if that counts as a, a silver lining or a reason to malign the movie. She's but, got two scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she
0: playing a significant comic book character? Like, is she supposed to be somebody? Like, I remember when so. we came out. They were like, "Is she Oracle or is she like who she who is she playing?" But it could. She's just woman with blonde wig on.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it seems to be. <laughs>
2: And she um very blonde wig. Yeah. She crushes <laughs> it. Um but yeah, so I don't know, because she wasn't in the, the theatrical cut, I'm pretty no. sure. Uh so silver lining, we get Jenna Malone, always mm-hmm. a delight. Yeah, yeah. Uh sure. but reason to malign the movie. Not enough Jenna Malone. <laughs> well, do we want to? So, Joe, is there anything else uh, like
1: bothering you? Do we want to pivot to Silver Linings? Like, I, I feel like we. You oh, know. Yeah, I'm all about the Silver Linings. People complain about this movie too much. I know. I think
2: everyone everyone who put press play on this is aware of all of the, yeah. <laughs> the criticism. We might have fast forwarded to this one. We maybe should put a stinger like, fast forward to 34 minutes in to. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, so yeah, so
1: Silver Linings. I mean, we already mentioned a few, Uh, Jen Malone, for sure. Um, Like I said, I I think, I'll just say it, I I kind of have been dancing around it, but I'll say it more firmly. I think this is a good Batman movie. (laughs) Like, I think Ben Affleck is good in it. I think that it uh, gives us his perspective very well. Like, I I think
2: the Batman part of Batman versus Superman really works. Uh, Yeah. I think my incredibly hot take here uh, I think Ben Affleck is the best movie Batman we've ever gotten. I mean, that is. Bold. Yeah. I don't think it's the yeah, best Batman movie, but I think. I, I,
1: don't, I, I don't know. I, that. Like, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm going to leave you hanging. On that that's a, hey,
2: I'm, I'm going out on that
0: limb. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. also. Um, I we'll not- Affleck, like I'm into it. Like I like him as Wayne and I like him as Batman. I think he works really well as both. I wouldn't say he's the best, but yeah, I, he's, he's great. I want him to back for more. Even yes. if Pattinson's doing his thing. I, and and Keaton's doing his thing. I want 3 Batman, I don't care. Yeah.
1: No, and I Do love it. this. <laughs> yeah, like his version and he's a great Bruce Wayne. I think that's one of the yeah. like really strong selling points is is he No, I mean it, that opening scene where he's just Bruce Wayne and in observing the horror. I think he's great. No, I think he's solid throughout this entire movie. And I like Jeremy Irons as Alfred too. He's like, so good. Fun. Like even if yeah, I was he should have
0: died. I would <laughs> I'd miss him. And my hope would be that We have this beaten, broken down Batman without Jeremy Irons, but then we get to flashback to the Killing Joke storyline, and we get to see the best of Jeremy Irons. That would have been amazing. But I think you're right. Like this is a there are in here is a great Batman movie because it really gives you all the touches of what you want from a Batman movie, especially that warehouse fight, which is bonkers. Love it.
2: Oh, after the Batman Superman fight. Yeah, yeah, that's through a wall. I mean, I think he does it three times, but yeah, that's that. I will. The fight choreography in this movie is outstanding with minimal Snyder slowdown, which I thought was great. Yeah, and I will
1: say, like, when I watched it in the theater, I I will admit that it. I still enjoyed it this time, but man, seeing it in the theater the first time, the the you know, you call the movie Batman versus Superman. When they fight, it's great. Like it's legit it's awesome. what you want, you know, and it's I I like Batman sort of you know toying with superman a little bit of like that he's got this plan of like i'm almost going to use your hubris against you (laughs) that to not know that i i am like i think they did a good job of like superman is just all powerful and batman is really playing chess with him of like if i can just lead him here he's walking into a trap that he hasn't thought about and it all looks really cool (laughs)
0: When you're talking with your friends like you look like when you're growing up and you read comics you have these endless conversations who would win in a fight so and so or so and so and when you talk about batman versus superman it's always about superman could destroy batman in a second but batman's got a plan like batman's mm-hmm. ready and this movie really showed that he had a plan like and he had backup plans and like he he had a whole he had
2: endless pouches of things to throw at him. Oh, yeah. He had a full scouting report. He had everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: What yeah. he, I mean, the like misted, uh, kryptonite, he, he didn't know how well that was going to work, but that was a pretty solid, like if this lasts long enough, the fights over there, like if I can just get him to inhale this stuff, I am now beating him in yeah. the fight. It's just that like Superman recovers faster than I think he expected.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause he did all this research to, on um, how to defeat Superman. But he didn't do – he researched everything except his mother's name. And that would have been the one thing. <laughs>
1: well, that's, that's kind of the weird implication though, right, is that uh, Lex Luthor certainly has figured out at least Superman's identity. Does he know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? I feel like that's
2: – At some point, I think he, he, there's a throwaway line where yeah. he reveals that he, he says something yeah. about Wayne or whatever. So he seems –
1: well, plus he invites them both to the party.
2: So it, it, it seems entirely possible that he knows everyone's identity.
1: It seems hinted at that Superman – because he could hear the earpiece with Jeremy Irons maybe is able yeah. to figure out who Batman is. Batman's the only one out of all of them that I don't think knew. Yeah, the
0: so smartest co- what's
1: yeah. the problem? <laughs> yeah, the smartest one can't piece Damn together God. that the guy who's the reporter who looks like he could bench press you <laughs> who's, who's right to be super yeah, who looks a lot like Superman yeah who's different? are very convincing glasses but th- one of my favorite things that's always funny to me because i feel like i've seen it go both ways depending on what version you're watching of it, but i do love when people ask either bruce wayne or clark kent about batman or superman respectively and like they either go you know i think because i think christian bale right like kind of mocked batman or whatever yeah uh, but these two guys like do the the other which is i think funnier to me when it's like no Ch- batman's great it's superman who sucks clark kent <laughs> And, like, neither one of them can help. Like, no, nah, Superman's cool.
2: It's Batman who sucks. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I think, that like, if you just took the actual fight as a short film, like, it's amazing.
1: No, the fight, like, yeah. The fight it's delivers. so good.
2: Yeah. The fight is good. I, I
1: mean, and the, there's a lot of really good visuals in this. The I, I still don't know quite what to make of it, but the whole, you know, and, and Joe, you're definitely kind of hinting at, like, Snyder does seem to have these plans, but the whole, like, dream sequence hinting at dark you know like dark Dark side side, and and all of that like it looks really cool like it's just it's hinting at something visually and i think even when flash shows up to uh you know that like visually there's a lot to love about this movie for sure
0: yeah, I mean, Snyder is in control. He knows how to make the camera do what he wants it to do. Like, he's fully in control of what we're seeing. And he's really good at making it look, it all looks good. Like, there's no, there's no bad effects in this movie. Yeah, like, it would, yeah. It's good.
2: I would say, as like, of the Snyder movies, I think this is the one that I, I probably like the most visually. Like, I think he doesn't rely on a lot of his sort of cliches. And it makes, I, I, it's just, yeah, the, the fights, the camera work, like, all of it is, I think, really cool. And, you know, I think gets overshadowed by how dumb and weird some of the thematic choices are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: can we also talk about, because I remember the trailer for this movie, how great it is when he says, do you bleed? You will. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's like
0: this This is the first thing that these two people are saying to each other. Batman <laughs> I and Superman. And it's all like, one's basically saying, like, give up what you do. Mm-hmm. This is This is a friendly warning, asshole. The other one, are you allowed to curse on this? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. No, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. The other one's saying, the first thing he says is, do you bleed? I'm going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) It,
1: It is. You know what's funny too? I don't think I ever like allowed myself to really consider how funny it is. Like how much like hubris there is in Superman's line of like, you don't do this anymore. It's like, he's been doing it for 20 years. You just showed up. You... Presumably, have been around for these twenty years, like hiding out, like growing your beard and swimming with whales, or whatever you're doing. And yeah. he, dude's like saving the city, and now you're like, oh no, I want, I care now. So stop it. like In
0: defense, though, Gotham is a real shithole. It really <laughs> like, is. That town is a mess. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: I even like like the there was the line where Bruce Wayne, when he's talking to Alfred, is sort of admitting. <laughs> To like him of like I don't really feel like I've made a difference you know criminals they're like weeds like you know you you stop one another one just pops up but if I can stop this guy like that would that would be something <laughs> it's like yeah. him sort of reconciling <laughs> with like yeah I probably haven't made a difference in the last twenty years like in Gotham he's been punching clowns and
0: penguins for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to take on a, a god
2: well yeah just that great was like where i come from we beat up clowns <laughs> <laughs> or we beat up guys dressed as clowns like they're they uh like banter for lack of a better word is really great i
1: i almost want him to push it more of like where i come from we beat up clowns and just have superman be like i don't know what that means i don't i'm not familiar with your thing i don't <laughs> <laughs> who even are you <laughs> You don't even go here. I still think because that's the meanest thing that Thanos says to uh, to yeah to, to, to Wanda yeah like she's <laughs> like you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. Like that's mean. That's cold. That is cold-blooded. You no, know he knows. He's just he's negging her. He's oh, like he's <laughs> totally he's totally just like this is fun for me. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, what else do I mean I feel like we we've done pretty good I don't know if there's anything else we need to specifically uh, spotlight or, or talk about I you know what this is can I get on a tangent we got some time you guys want to go on yeah. a tangent
2: with me let's, I'm go, just, on a, let's go on a journey
1: I'm, saying, I'm curious since I have you both and since we're talking about this and I know you're both big like comic book fans like me how do you rank the uh, Wayne's dying scenes in the movie. Like what how does this one <laughs> compare to all of the other cinema like if you had to <laughs> you had to go through you know right, best well, of worst. The funniest is in Joker. Oh the Joker one. I it was the funniest when one. When they d- that I, is hilarious. I had that reaction with Joker of like oh my, they're doing it. I can't believe they're like it almost it felt like seeing a band and they started playing Freebird of like oh wow they're <laughs> they're playing the hits. Like I didn't know <laughs>
2: I didn't think they were going to do Moon River, but yeah. bam, second encore.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely that vibe of like, oh man, like I did not think this was going to be it. This is the one time I thought we were going to skip it.
2: But. Yeah. <laughs> um... I would have to yeah, see back to back.
1: <laughs> Someone's done think, that, right? There's got to be a YouTube that just has oh, I'm sure like, there the is. montage.
2: Batman Begins might be the best one.
1: But yeah, I will, so... I think the only thing that gets me that I I think knocks Batman begins in this one a little bit is they both fall guilty of making Thomas Wayne say the exact theme of the movie as he's dying or like whatever (laughs) important – because in that one, he's like – he looks at he's like, Bruce, don't be afraid. And then in this one, it's – he literally just says Martha as his last word. So, they both do that, you know, Uh, versus like – I mean – I gotta be yeah, the the Michael Keaton Batman to me does jump I mean, well one, it was probably the first time I saw it <laughs> on screen. That's, and that one's so focused on the
0: smile, right? That's all I remember yeah. that one. And the, it's
1: the smile and it's you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which I mean, is, that's
2: a great moment.
1: Yeah. yeah. But then that one should also lose points, I feel like, because it's not Joe Chill. So, you know, you gotta it's Joe Kerr. <laughs> thank you. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I don't know. It probably is Batman Begins, right? Like I feel like that's probably I like what
0: I remember, I remember about Batman Begins is that they actually give you get a lot of Thomas Wayne in that movie. Like he yeah. talks to, talks to young Bruce and stuff, and I really liked him in that movie. I, I feel like the part of that movie is the father son connection.
1: What I think um, the probably my favorite choice that's unique to that one is that we see that Thomas Wayne because in that one it's the opera and not a movie, but. It's that Bruce is scared of the opera, and he clocks that, and basically, instead of being like, I know you're scared, let's get out of here, it's like, you know, a little opera goes a long way, like, I want to leave. So, he kind of, like, right. ta- like it's this very sweet fatherly moment of, I see that you're uncomfortable, but I don't want to draw attention to that, so I'm going to get us out of here. Which, of course, yeah. then makes it so much sadder. that.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and... I think the other thing that works about it is that it's really the only one that plays out in real time. Whereas a lot of the other ones, it's like super cut flashbacks, you know, flash images, things like that. Um, so you kind of see it as part of the linear narrative of the movie more than like, it is, it is technically a flashback because they see Bruce Wayne being older and then they flash back to his, uh, you know, his, in, you know, his origin, but it plays out continuously. Whereas like, in, like, the Keaton Batman,
1: like, there's they the opening scene him. where
2: you think... What? Yeah, they slow play. Yeah, they they fake you out in the
1: opening scene, but it's a different family, and Batman shows up and saves them, and then it's because Vicky Vale's really, like, poking around, because she catches him going to Crime Alley and putting right. the flowers down, and then she, like, you know, her and Arliss, uh, they, they go through, like, the microfilm, and they... uh <laughs> you know
2: her and robert wool like they get to and we got to bring robert wool back if i hope he shows up in the uh the flash well, the it, paradox movie
0: he put, he popped up in the i didn't watch it but the cw's uh, elseworlds oh, did he? Pop up in that yeah yeah i'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure but i didn't watch good, all of
1: that yeah. <laughs> the only one part i saw of that because of, i sought it out was uh i did see kevin conroy getting to be a live action batman which made me very yeah. happy and then
2: that's very cool uh, all right. So I don't think we settled that, but that's all right. <laughs> no, I, that's okay. Well, you know, like, share and subscribe. Uh, smash that like button.
1: <laughs> yeah. Comment if you guys have opinions. Like maybe we'll do an Instagram poll. Hit something. us
2: down below in the comments. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, all right. But what any, any final thoughts? Like, well, I guess, Joe, you're not going to be back for the rest of Snyder Month. So uh, since we do have you, I'm curious. This like, is how you tell him? yeah sorry oh. we, I, we were gonna see if, to how you did, and you know it was gonna be um no, <laughs> uh, you know, Andy's on a week to week contract too, so we just have... oddly enough, so is Joel so. yeah, it's just we both have to we both have to turn our keys <laughs> <Yeah>. at the <laughs> at, at any moment <laughs> yeah uh, but um, no, like I'm just curious, um since you won't be you know uh come back for the when we get the snyder cut like what What are your thoughts? Like, are you, are you excited for it? Like, are you optimistic? Like, how how are you feeling about?
0: My feeling about it has always been, well, why not? Let's get it. You know, like I I love movies. I love superheroes. Let's do it. Like if, if he wants to have his version out there, I'd love to see it. Especially even when there was talk about him just releasing like a rough cut with like half animations and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm like, I'm down for it. Like, let's, I like, I love fun. I love movies. So let's do it but the fact that they're they've dumped more money into it and everyone's coming back to film scenes like i'm into it that's cool i'm not as crazy there's a lot of people are crazy about this movie and i yes. feel like there's this, like a ton of people are going to go in and no matter what the result is they're going to love it and a ton of people are going to go in and no matter what the result is they're going to hate it like people are going to even if this movie is great there's going to be a section of the of the people watching it that are going to slam it and tear it apart yeah uh, I'm going in sort of just like expecting it to be fun, and if it's not, that's that's okay too. I I, I think I will be able to pick pieces that are awesome no matter what.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's so fascinating because. I feel like this Snyder cut is such a misnomer of like, th- we're past the point where this is the movie he wanted to make. And now he's just making a four hour, like just wild HBO yeah. Max event. Like this is not, it's not, he's not completing the movie anymore. He's making something new. Uh, right. right. Yeah, and I, I, but I also, I do think a big part of, you know, to tee up you know next week's show, a big part of the problem with Justice League is like Zack Snyder is so specific in his movies and for someone else to come in and take over like i felt like that movie just always had this weird like tonally it's all over the place and like it's sort it of
0: yeah it has a different hand to it i i watched man of steel today i watched batman versus superman and a couple weeks ago i, I watched justice league and it, ha- it has a different feel to it, it feels like a different um universe and you know it's it's it doesn't feel like snyder it doesn't have the same gloss on it you know good or bad like avengers doesn't have that gloss yeah Um, and a great movie but
1: but i actually i think that's one of the weirder things about the dceu is that you know and it seems like they're kind of splintering away now with this multiverse you know (laughs) uh plan that they're doing but I, i always thought that was strange in that zack snyder is so specific in that you you know if you're watching a Zack Snyder movie, so to make that the aesthetic for a shared cinematic universe, when, that is sort of the antithesis of Disney, and that Disney sort of prides itself on, there's like a Marvel style of movie, but it's you can't pin it, like, you know you're watching Thor Ragnarok, maybe you know you're watching like a Russo Brothers one, but in general, they're meant to be you know, sort of the same like they all kind of look the same, and they all sort of look like in this neutral, but like No, it's when you watch the first Wonder Woman and it has the sepia tone and it has like the Snyder look to it, but then has a different feel. It's just weird. Like it looks like a Snyder movie, but doesn't feel like a Snyder movie.
0: I would say like even with like Doctor Strange, where they like build it as being more of a horror movie um, and they even got the genre director. Is it what's his name? Scott um, Derrickson, something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah they got him to sort of give it a more of a horror feel and there are horror elements in the movie, but you're right. It still feels like a part of that same universe that it started. It's still part of the Marvel universe. Uh, But you're, you're like, you're right. Like when they go back in wonder woman and it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's all different.
1: And then you um, watch like Aquaman and it, that feels like a different thing completely. So- <laughs> well, that movie is <laughs> a neon fever dream basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's wild. Like just, yeah.
0: I, I enjoyed parts of all of the movies, like mm-hmm. um, even you know Shazam's great, and um, even Birds of Prey, and so was, I can. I, appreciate I parts love
1: of- Birds of Prey. I will say that as loudly as I can. Yeah, as I actually watched I Birds of
2: Prey last night, and it is delightful. No,
1: I that movie is so criminally underrated, and we should probably do it on this show at some point because I I think that movie got done dirty because I yeah I think Birds of Prey I think is we great. like it too much to really do it justice
2: <laughs> on this show. <laughs>
1: No, it's it's great, and I want nothing but good things for Kathy Yan, and I think that she should be able to make more superhero movies for sure. Like, or yeah.
2: whatever else she wants to do.
1: Yeah. Um, but um, – yeah. So I I'll, the what, last thing I will say just to close us out of this discussion, I I was thinking about this to, coming into this. This movie is probably the perfect movie to do on this show in that like there is so much to like about it. And it's nice. And I I'm glad that you came on, Joe, because like I I knew I had a feeling you'd be the right person <laughs> to do this. with this I'm <laughs> like, there is so much good about this movie. And I like you bringing up uh, the way that I think people do kind of um you know, seem like they have a little bit of an axe to grind. Sometimes they, in.
0: Love, to, they love to Martha hate this movie. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous because there's a lot of A plus stuff going on.
1: Yeah, um, so so it's nice it really to is. like yeah it was it was nice to look at this through a more positive lens. Uh That'll probably make no one happy because we still you know like <laughs> well, we're more middle. Then on the it's road. the
2: perfect episode because if we pissed off a bunch of our regular listeners for loving it too much and You're pissed gonna, off at the other half of our listeners for hating on it too much, <laughs> we did it
0: for we the you You're gonna have to have a we hate hated it episode and uh these are the parts we love episode you know to separate the
1: so i feel like that's my biggest fear with uh with like the snyder stuff and with the way star wars is made these days of like i feel like we're almost headed to that point that at some point someone will just release two versions of a movie that like will yeah. literally be like here's here's the version that's gonna make this group happy and here's the version that's gonna and we'll just we will officially live in two separate realities where
2: we will not yeah, even. Yeah, because that seen... doesn't happen in any other aspects of society. But nowadays. I'm saying we're like
1: literally, we won't even be watching the same movies anymore. Like when we're talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, like the next Wonder Woman movie, it it will not be the one that like other people saw. It'll just <laughs> we'll all get our own. It's scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, I because there's part of me like I'm very happy. Like like you said, I mean, why not? Like you know, the yeah. people have an interest for it, and I do think Snyder. You know, he didn't get to finish the movie and so he's now getting to make a version of it. But I just this the latest like trend of just sort of you know the the mob deciding how movies are made is a little worrisome for I think obvious reasons. I think
0: I think mob Sonic, the the revamp of Sonic is better. So I-
1: <laughs> you know what? We did get a better Sonic design. So it you know, we'll see how the batting average goes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But all right, real quick before we get out of here, um, is there stuff you want to plug? Should people like what? What do you want to get out into the world? uh, On Twitter, I'm
0: Joe Dunn 721. Okay, get me there. I'll link everything. You can see all my art. I just I post everything there, so it's cool.
1: Right? Yeah, and check out his art because seriously, like if you look down at your phone right now while you're listening to this, and he did that artwork. uh, No, Joe's art is the best, and Joe is the best. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you you for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And Andy, if you just want to hit him with our sign off.
2: No. (laughs) (sighs) Fucking dolphins. Am I right? Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
1: We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that?
2: What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite universes. We We have have to to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday.
1: Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloft.com.